God Bless America. I'm Jim. And I'm Dan. So, okay. Sheriff Lamb, welcome. Thank you. I got to bring you two on as my hype men all the time. <laughs> oh, all you have on. to do is just go along. Just put your mask on. Just because I might not agree with it, that doesn't mean I lose my right to parent my kid. Leave, leave right. the jokes to me, Chief. This is what gets Jim fired up. It's not communism that's going to destroy this country. It's not socialism that's going to destroy this country. What's going to destroy this country is apathy. apathy. Don't count on anybody coming to save you. It is time to save ourselves. And there's a saying that nobody hates bad cops more than good cops. That's not just a saying. The overwhelming majority of more than 800,000 police officers in this country that go to work every day are good cops. They're out there day in and day out protecting and serving the communities that they work for. Sometimes some bad cops slip through. By all accounts, Tyree Nichols, a good guy, though in fairness, everyone is a good guy when they die. Here's what I know about Tyree for sure. He was stopped for a traffic offense and was subsequently beat to death. Now, the argument could be made that had he just complied and put his hands behind his back, he would still be here today. Maybe. Because what I saw in that video was nothing short of a gang beatdown by a group of huge so-called officers. Tyree was reportedly six foot three, 150 pounds when he was beaten by five officers who looked like they could be playing on an offensive line any given Sunday. At no point did these officers appear professional. In fact, they appeared to be no different than the very criminals they deal with day to day. From their language to their tactics and lack thereof. From pepper spraying each other to celebrating afterward like a pack of wild animals that had just made a kill. Once the beating started, the mob mentality took over. Not one officer on scene did anything to stop it. Not one. Launching a war on police has consequences. Defunding the police has consequences. You are seeing those consequences manifest themselves in Memphis. Five officers hired between 2017 and 2020 when hiring standards were relaxed, either to get bodies on the street or boxes checked to show how diverse Memphis is. Either way, these men should have never been police officers. I understand that the task force that they were on deals with the lowest denominator on a daily basis, but that's what separates us from them, professionalism. I will support the police every time they are right. I will not be an apologist. With thousands of traffic stops under my belt and fighting my share of resisting suspect, this was not okay. It's never okay. What says you, Dan? I says they called this the Scorpion Unit, which stands for Street Crimes Operations to Restore Peace in Our Neighborhoods. Uh, it says it's been a, a deactivated Memphis police the police department said they deactivated it and uh, because of this fatal confrontation. And like you just said in your opening, I watched the video one time. That's all I needed to see. It was a stand-up. I'm going to hold them. You're going to punch them. Uh, it, looked like, it almost looked like a movie scene, by the way. They were just launching haymakers at this kid. It was crazy. There was absolutely no teamwork there. The, to, to call this an elite team is just a gross misjustice to, to actual teams out there. There was no teamwork. This was just a free-for-all on this kid. Um, right. On the phone with us, we've got Kevin McGarry, who is the founder, CEO, president of Every Black Life Matters. Uh, we've got Warren Caps. Warren is a retired police officer. Retired, Warren? Or no, just I, stepped I, away? I, just retired and stepped away, yeah. Okay. I want a medical disability after 17 years. But, yeah, That's right. in my time. That's right. And uh, with us today is uh, everybody's favorite black conservative, we got Dwayne Green back in studio with us. Dwayne, what's yep. going on, brother? Yeah, not much, man. All Good right. And if you remember, yeah, we've had all three of these guys on the show, two yeah. at the same time, one on a totally different show. Yep. And when we were thinking about uh, an episode we had to talk about uh, coming up here, we were like, let, let's get all three. Let's, let, let's have a real conversation about it because yeah. no, nobody is. Sure. 
Absolutely. So, Kevin, man, what are your thoughts? Where are you at uh, with with Memphis right now? Well, uh, what we've done is we I put out a press release earlier today, and uh, then I put out an article. It should be running probably in the next 24, 48 hours. But essentially, here's what I saw, guys. Um, what we witnessed there was inhumane, uh, was grotesque. I mean, that was just absolutely grotesque. And uh, it conveyed that these quote-unquote, officers had no regard for humanity. Um, they, they allowed their base evil emotions to, to come out, and they took it all out on this, this one young man. Now, some people would say, well, he shouldn't have tried to run. No, 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 no. They yanked him out of the car. They, uh, they really took out, I don't know what happened, what transpired beforehand, but to see the level of, 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 of hatred and evil directed at this one young man, kicking him in the head, having him completely defenseless. This showed something other than the narrative of, well, uh, this is white supremacy and racism, which CNN has been running ever, ever since, right? Right. right? right. White supremacy and racism. Now, all these guys were black um, and so that argument holds no water. And also when we continue to just go to the race card on this, and this is what I wrote in my uh, article, you'll be seeing in the next couple of days, then it, 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 um, it closes the door for serious, rigorous, um, uh, you know, uh, rigorous investigation into policies and procedures and the breakdowns and the hiring process and psych evaluations, all of that is off the table. If you go with a convenient excuse of, well, it's just racism, it's just white supremacy. So, so that's the danger, guys, is that if we move on from this, accepting the CNN and all of the provocateur, the, the race baiting provocateurs, if we accept their narrative then we won't have justice on this really for this family because this will happen again. Right. As you all have said, this is a this is a direct result of, in my opinion, and I'm not I haven't you know, I don't have access to all the reports, all the internal procedures and all the policies and everything that govern these folks. But this is a direct result, in my opinion, of a culture that either embraced or sometimes gave a nod, a wink and a nod to bad behaviors within that particular subculture, within that particular division or unit. It also is symptomatic of, of uh, a breakdown of the hiring process. Yeah, you know, and I wanted to get into that, Kevin, because I was hanging out with a officer from Florida this weekend who was talking with me about it, and he knew about it, but he didn't know uh, all the information. And he goes, "I bet you those guys don't even have three years' experience on the force." Yeah, I mean, they were all hired between 2017 and 2020. Yeah, all during the most five, right? What's it? Have five years? The most, the most, right? Yeah, right. I don't most, know about the yeah. sixth. So, I don't know about the sixth yeah. guy. Yeah, so this is what happened. The defund the police narrative reigned, right? And then you had seasoned police that were leaving in droves. So therefore, there was a dearth of law enforcement, which meant that they had to uh, hurry up and get some more law enforcement officers on payroll because in most large cities, and I would imagine Memphis had the same issue, 
Um, they they had not they didn't have enough officers really at certain points in time over the past three years to really cover, uh, you know, citizens and the citizen requests and the citizen needs. Nope. So so they had to you know onboard and accelerate the hiring and training process, which did they include the psych evaluation? No, they lowered all the standards, and you know it. Yeah, yeah. They they lowered the standards to get bodies. It's not even that they accelerated it as much as they ignored existing standards. Exactly. And this is really, and if you notice when when I opened up with this thing, this isn't about race. Um, I know CNN wants to, wants to push that. Right. But at no point did I mention that the officers were black and that Tyree was black. It it has no bearing on this. What this is is a systemic breakdown of these, uh, dare I say, democratically controlled cities that either want to be woke and show everybody how diverse they are. Look at all these, look at all these young black men we're hiring from the neighborhood or because they've defunded and, and made everybody leave in droves. Like you said, now they're panic hiring. Now they're saying, yeah. hey, we don't even have the people to answer calls right now. I don't even care. Let them in. A little bit of weed, no problem. A little bit of coke, no problem. Oh, he's got a felonious yep. assault, but that was 10 years ago. No problem. Bring him on. And this exactly. is what you get so, right here. So just to put caps on that, I think that the danger for all of us is if we allow them to get away with this cheap, simplistic, convenient narrative of racism, then the serious work that needs to be done in this department and other departments around the country is not going to be done. What was, and so we cannot allow this narrative to let la- we, we have got to stand up against and say, no, 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 no. It's not that easy. Nope, nope, nope. Do the homework, roll up your sleeves, get rigorous with your process, start to finish front to back and figure out what happened. This is not a race issue. I know better than That's this. What we need to say. I should have, I should have looked at the CNN opinion piece but I saw the headline that said, <laughs> just because they're black doesn't mean this isn't racist and we're going to tell you why. And I stopped right there. As you should have. Do you know what, what is CNN's basis for calling this racist? Do you know? Uh, they're, they're a bunch of Marxist agitators. And so if you guys know anything about Mark, my, like, my latest book uh, just came out three months ago. I think it was after I talked to you guys. I'm not sure. It was after. But I don't know if you got woke up yet or if you got the book. That's the name of the book. But um, I got it. But anyway, um, <laughs> if you know anything about Marx, you know that he, 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 he called for Marxist revolutionaries. Now, these revolutionaries would have one primary overarching goal, and that goal is to completely undermine and subvert every existing hegemonic uh, enterprise, tradition, idea. So anything that is the prevailing narrative about America's traditions or America's institutions, and especially policing and gender and all this stuff, is supposed to be turned completely upside down. So CNN is only doing what a good, what good Marxist revolutionaries would do, and that is to, uh, you know, gaslight us constantly and try to agitate uh, so our institutions that we rely on to protect and serve are completely, uh, you know, undermined and and are become untrusted and untrustworthy to the extent that then we have a chaotic and uh, unresponsive uh, populace. Right. And so that's that's their goal. And yeah. so they, they're fulfilling their goal quite 
literally every single day. I would like to say this real quick before we get to Warren. Um, when we had you on before and Dwayne was here, Dwayne put up several posts afterwards, amazed by what he learned by you. Um, what was it uh, about Marx? Um, oh, it was. Yeah, it was the posts about Marx. Yeah, that's gonna take us down a rabbit hole. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> but but Dwayne promptly went out, got yeah, your book. Yeah. Um, so I'll, yeah, I'll man. need a full well, detailed report on the book sent that that email to me. That ain't happening. <laughs> yeah. So but yeah, man. Of, but, but speaking of putting the caps on it, yeah, let's put the caps on a Warren caps. So <laughs> yes, listen, yes, man. So here. so a guy who's in law enforcement along with me. Who, who's a go-getter, who believes right. in, in doing things the right way, believes in the community he serves. What's your take on this? Right. So Kevin makes some great points. And, you know, historically, I'm 56 years old. So watching back from, you know, the West Coast of California to, I call it, you know, the days of pre-Rodney King to moving back after the Marine Corps to here in Ohio, there is a subculture that goes on. And you see the George that, and, and, and the bigger question is, which clearly I've heard the chief, the chief of Memphis, she is not sure, which is kind of somewhat embarrassing and awkward of their hiring and like the uh, crimes that they were allowed to have had during the hiring process for the five officers. And I'm sure she was up against certain things, but it's clearly a supervision issue. It's clearly a lack of uh you know, understanding the department. And then also back during the Clinton administration, when we started doing community policing, it's the same concept. We've gotten away from getting with the pillars of the community and we've gotten away with, I mean, my wife's a 21 year teacher in a, you know, low and reduced, uh, you know, school district in Ravenna, Ohio. And so that's just where I was officiating tonight and they're doing brilliant work. I mean, I don't think it's, I know the demographics and the racial issues are always going to be there, but I think that the, the subculture that happens and with these guys, they were given a task and these guys were just let loose like, you know, rabid dogs. And That's you it. know that they're products of their own community in Memphis. And it, it, it goes without saying that Memphis has a 300 and some person homicide rate each year. So clearly there's a deeper issue. There is, uh, you know, family issues. There are things that affect, you know, like I've always said, so go to court, so go to schools, so go your community. And, you know, that's the bigger, deeper issues. And then the hiring practices. And, you know, but just like in the Marine Corps, we saw each other as green Marines. There wasn't color. There was green Marines. And, you know, and that's how it should be. There should be accountability amongst police departments, but definitely supervision is definitely lacking. And I think as the story comes out, uh, I mean, obviously they, they acted swiftly. Um, I, I definitely believe in due process. I definitely believe in you know, watching the cases unfold, just like Ferguson, Missouri, and Michael Brown, and the things that happened, they weren't true. And that was found out later about how things unfold. And I agree with and that. So I agree with that. I, but this video is I, pretty damning. It, it, exactly. No, no question. No question. But I don't think that trumps due process, right? No, nope, absolutely not. So let the facts unfold, regardless of Benjamin Crump rolling into town. And what I did appreciate, I think it helps all of us, as human beings come together is that Al Sharpton came in and said, did you think your blackness, and this is a quote, was going to cause us not to say something? And that was in reference to the officers, end quote. And it's like, no, no, a human being lost their life based on, you know, but once again, I think that you have to look within, within the Memphis Police Department and, and, you know, and and as you all know, especially you, Jim, you're going to find out that there'll be a federal consent decree There'll be a civil rights violation, which there should be. 
not only prosecutors prosecuting these individuals to the fullest extent of the law, but then the Department of Justice under you know Merrick Garland. And like you talk about with the Democratic sentiment, they need to swoop in and put the Memphis Police Department under a federal consent decree and change their whole mindset from hiring to putting guys on the road to seeing yeah, what's but, going but, on. But what are the chances of that happening when, when their the hiring standards are being lowered because of their very policies? So how uh, exa- well so how do you, you expect them to come in? How do you expect you them to come in and do something? Well I I absolutely expect them to come in and do something. Just like there was a federal consent decree after, you know, Chauvin and the Minnesota situation happened. Yeah, that's what the Department of Justice should do. A fair, balanced approach, regardless of race or creed or anything else. They should absolutely come in. Sure, they should. Because that's where the answers are going to lie. There's where the answers are going to lie with the Memphis Police Department. And then you're going to find out the troubles and the shortcomings and, you know, you're going to find out about tax base and you're going to find out about the politics and you know, the though, policies. And you know, speakers. though, are you? Because me and Dwayne were talking about this, right? If this had been five white officers who beat Tyree to death, there would be nothing else on the news about it. Your phone would be blowing up with with notification after notification after notification about this story. I'll tell you what, I'm not getting any notifications. You know what I just got? I got one that Shirley from Laverne and Shirley died. <laughs> That's what I got. Yeah, I, I'm getting can I, can nothing. Can I here real quick? I'm sorry, sorry, real quick. You, you brought up something I wanted to make sure to bring up. If this were five officers that were white and a white man, would CNN be running hour to hour, wall to wall, saying, this is a racist white supremacist murder. No, they wouldn't because it would have been white on white. There would be nothing said about it. It would be going on. Sorry. You would have never sure. heard about no, it. No, you're right. You are, you're a hundred percent right. So here's the thing too. It's not just, I mean, you can, uh, I don't, I don't even know how to phrase this. I mean, you can take, uh, you can take the, the boy out of the criminal mm-hmm. life, mm-hmm. but you can never take the criminal out of the boy. You know what I mean? But I saw the pictures of all those officers, and none of them looked like a thug to me. They all looked like yeah. Well, let me show they you. All, let they me show like you. Family matters. So, <laughs> yeah. so let, let me show you. Let me show you how. Yeah. Let me show you how this traffic stop unfolded. Okay. All right. So now remember, even Memphis is saying that this was a stop simply for reckless operation. It's a traffic violation. Well, I thought the mayor came out and said they wasn't sure. Well, the mayor is different than the police. Chief. No, I'm sorry, not the the police chief. The the whatever her name is Carolina can't pronounce. Well, her name. they have they have come out. They have come out and said it was for a traffic okay, violation. Right. That it was reckless. Now, if there's something else on top of well, that, this I is don't before, know. This is before she let out the video. She claimed she didn't. No, since now okay. they're they're saying it was a reckless operation complaint. Uh, okay. Now, if you've watched the video, you have two unmarked cars that have this this kid boxed in, no lights. The third guy comes up behind them. And puts on some bullshit lights in his, on his dash. You know, I mean, nothing, no light bar, no marked car. Okay, this is at night. All right? Now, I'm not making excuses, but it's at night. And you got these guys jumping out. Now, Warren, when you would stop somebody for reckless stop, how'd that stop go, typically? I mean, if it's reckless operation and, you know, we're going to approach it just like, a, I mean, typically like a, like a normal traffic stop, obviously we're going to have show caution. I don't know that depending on the circumstances, whether we're going to draw down on them or take them out for felony stop. or I mean, I know times are changing, but reckless operation of a vehicle compared to being able to articulate, uh, you know, and once again, I think that these people have weapons. And being able to articulate circumstances and situations 
that make you fear or think that there is, uh, uh, you know, some type of danger afoot sure. where the officers are in danger. And each situation is different. And I hope people take the time to dissect and separate each and every situation. And if that were because, if that were the case, I would expect Memphis to release that video. Okay, to show this is why our officers reacted the way they did. Here is video number one of the traffic stop. All right. There are no other videos. You're you're not going to have that because, first of all, the politics involved. Second of all, there's a mayor's job at stake. Mm -hmm. Third of all, it's something that's sweeping across the nation. The whole eyes are on Memphis, Tennessee. And then you got CNN wanted to talk about race relations, and Benjamin Crump has just got into town. Well, here's starting to talk. But about he, what I'm saying race. is, here's why I think that it was just simply a reckless op. Because if it wasn't, Memphis would be releasing some video, part of the the badge or the body cam that led up to it to be able to say, "Hey, look, yeah, this isn't exactly as reported. This is why we acted." And I'll this tell you way. what, Jim. Before you play that, my mentality when I watched it, my mind went right to. This guy led them on a chase. Adrenalines were high. He was he There's put their lives at risk. No mention. No, but that's how I felt right. watching it. Right. So here it is. Here is the the, the very first body cam they released. So that's it. That's that is the start of the traffic stop. We're calling this guy a bitch. We're threatening to knock his ass out. Right. Where is the professionalism in this? Where is one guy giving commands or where is one guy saying, hey, I need to see a driver's license? No, no, we're going to get right to get the fuck out the car, bitch. I'm going to knock your ass out. You're going to get blowed up. Yeah, that's and and also if you guys heard on the media reports, which it'll come out, they'll slow it down and you know break it down frame by frame. But I'm pretty sure one of those officers said something about wasn't stop when they were chasing it. It was stomp, stomp him, stomp. Yeah. Oh, when he ran away, the one guy turned around to the other guy said, "I hope they beat his ass." That's what he said while he was running away. And then you know what they did? They beat his ass. Well, yeah. Memphis has Memphis has a problem. They pieced him out. They pieced him out for sure. Dwayne, we're just talking over you, man. You just sit there. No, You're too you, nice. But Dwayne, you heard you <laughs> heard you Warren got? said everybody's green, right? To him. So let 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 let, let Dwayne Green get in here, huh? What, what, what did you think when you first saw it? Dwayne Green. Well, <laughs> I figured it was like a game beatdown, basically. Yeah. At what point did you look at this and go, man, he's racist ass cops? <laughs> <laughs> at the very beginning, I knew they were racist, man. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> as soon as and, I saw uh, the blue lights, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I get it. Uh, CNN was trying to portray it as since uh, cops are inherently racist, so therefore, if you're a cop around all these other 
racist cops. Oh, is that what it was? Yes. You're inherently. You're, so they brought it up that, yeah. hey, man, even though you're a black guy, as soon as you become a cop, cop you're a racist. Yes. Yes. That's what they're. The, that's how, how I got it. It's like you're. Uh, yeah. It, you're guilty by association. Yes. yes yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Simulated. Yeah. Huh. You, I, I don't know if you watch. I can, appreciate, right, I can appreciate the, board. the words, <laughs> right? The language. There is a time and a place for language. I get that. I've done it. Warren's done it. You do right? it to me all the time in well, text message. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I get it. I get it. But it's not right out of the gate. It's not. And this kid, you, you listen to him. He was being respectful. He was like, you guys are being super extra right now. <laughs> yeah. felt so bad for him. <laughs> I know. Right. He's like, man, okay, okay. And he was. Listen, they told him to get on the ground. He's on the ground. Is he laying down like they wanted? No. But he's also got five guys screaming at him, different commands, telling him, this kid, I tell you right now, he is shutting down. I mean, he is in fear of his life and he's got five beasts yeah. Just huge the dogs. The dogs yeah. were running. Yes. They were coming for him. That and is then, exactly and then, it. And then fight or flight kicks in. Yep. And that and right. that kid chose the flight. Right. Well, and you know what? I'll be honest with you. Normally, I say don't run and you don't have anything to worry about. If I was that kid, I'd be running too. It I would be yeah. personal. I, yeah, you think there was something it, personal? It almost seemed personal. Yeah. I mean, to right off the rip like that, they either, I know he didn't have a criminal record at all. From what I don't I know. Hear. Yeah, I don't know. And... For them to come at him like that, right he, he off the dated rip. somebody's sister. That, I know that's yeah, a that's rumor. A guy ain't going that route, but it seems personal. That's a great point you make. And one of the things that I thought about, I don't know if that was Kevin or Dwayne saying that, but that's a great point. And I was thinking if these guys are patrolling the neighborhoods under the Scorpion unit and they're in Memphis all the time, their whole mindset is going after that criminal element and that's how they're treating people. And so they're relating to those bad guys like that. And I wondered, had they seen him before? Yeah. Well, like, and, and we're laying for him or just, you know, how he was conducting himself. Cause you know, their reputation amongst the city of Memphis, which is large. And I was going to ask you guys also, if, how many guys do they have, Jim, on, on Memphis Police Department, uh, the, the department? Is it a couple thousand? I mean, how many officers do they have? I bet it's not that many. Dan's looking it up now. I bet it's not that many. Right. I, I, it's going to be a few hundred, I would get. Uh, you know, maybe. I don't know. It's got to be more than that, right? City. I don't know, it's man. It's exactly. 50,000. can't officers. find nobody. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but they got a population of six hundred fifty thousand, right? Yeah, you know Hollywood, Florida. I went down there and took a job down there, and um, I mean that's that's a big department down there, and they were at five hundred and fifty when I was there. So, but you got to remember too, how many are they down? You know, I mean I don't know what percentage they've lost, but um, and, and that's the bigger picture. I'm not over this over this incident, which is horrific, right? But now the policing. And the situation and the way things are unfolding, there is with all the TikTok videos and people, you know, standing up. I personally am a little annoyed at the guy wanted to go in and do videos of the First Amendment, constitutionally protected videos in the post office with police officers to right. try to prove a point. To me, I mean, really, the job is hard enough. I mean, what are you hoping to accomplish by sitting there messing with law enforcement and in courts and stuff? To me personally, like Kevin said, in my opinion, I just don't think that serves a purpose. And this is the culture and the time and place we're in where everybody is going to argue and they want to, you know, they, they, they want to say their piece and hold court on the scene. And that's just not possible. In addition right. to training, supervision, and a mindset, but I think we're going to learn a lot about Memphis, Tennessee. Yep, for sure. Kevin, man, feel free to jump in now. Um, well, it says they have 1,900 employees, so it doesn't tell me how many. For the police department? For, for the police department themselves. 
Uh, and they did break down the demographics. Uh, it is 52% black, 47% white, and 1% Hispanic, 84% uh, male, and 16% female. So uh, I thought it would have been a little bit more than 50-50. Me too. Because the city is, what, 65%? Yeah, every bit of it, right? Black, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I was actually just looking. I see Carolyn Davis. Is it Carolyn? Is that how you pronounce it? It, it ain't spelled Carolyn. <laughs> is it Sarolyn? <laughs> Maybe it's Sarolyn. Damn, Jim, you're, you're racist, I don't bro. know. I don't, hey, I, I, I thought it was Carolyn, too, so... <laughs> You're racist too, Dwayne. <laughs> it's not spelled. Dwayne is racist too. I, I have been told that, you know. So. By ATB. Uh, <laughs> all right. So anyway, it says here that she was uh, she was fired from her last job, which Atlanta. I didn't I didn't realize. Oh, you fail up after yeah, a botch, botch probe. Yeah. Yeah. She got in caught up with the. Uh, sex, it sounded like she was protecting. Yeah. She was protecting one of her officers' husband. From uh, yep. getting right. investigated. Right. But don't forget, in 2021, she was the first female and first African-American chief right. of police. Right. E-I-E. Mm-hmm. You know what? Oh, what's that stand so, for? So, Kevin, <laughs> here's what we're talking about, right? It's top down. You bring yeah. her in here after she's been fired. After she's been fired for interfering with, a, with, a, with an investigation. For lying. And now we're going to expect her to be truthful here. But it's from top Absolutely. down. You've brought it's her in down. after she's been fired. And... That is the culture you have brought to Memphis. Next and step. now you're going to sit back and you're going to be shocked that this what? happened? Right. Shocked that she gets promoted to the Justice Department? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to throw out my Wait. misogyny here. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, so, so you're so you breeding? Okay. Yeah, go ahead. So, I was going to say, ahead. do is a whole bunch of alpha males <laughs> want to be underneath a woman? Oh, I tell you right now, that is a real thing. There's a lot of officers at Memphis PD that yeah. do not like working for her. I can assure you of that. It, it is still a male-dominated profession. And, you know, right or wrong, that's that's the way it is. And yeah. you're right. They're alpha males, and there is a whole lot of guys out there that no matter what she does are going to be like, nah. Because I always find it hard to believe that in a male-dominated field, at any place that the woman is the best candidate for the chief of police. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know who wow. she was up against. Yeah, you really going? Yeah, yeah so he, said, not he only- said the quiet part out loud. <laughs> oh my god, you gonna get notifications now? Yeah, you, you know what, Dwayne? Dwayne's a misogynistic racist. Yeah, we can add another oh, S to him. Oh. You know what, though? Oh, you know, he's Dwayne, stepping yeah. in it right here. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh-oh. <laughs> Listen, man, there is no quiet part. There's no quiet part. You know what it is? That's common sense, and those are questions that need to be asked. Those are questions that and need to be asked before. What's that? It's paramilitary. It is. It's built on yeah. paramilitary and anything combat related. You generally see males yeah. in uh, command officer position. And that's what society. And I know they're trying to soften the look. They're trying to, you know, Summit County, we have Candy Fathery, the, you know, female sheriff of Summit County. Um, but, but also I have a question for the other guys also is that I remember in Akron years ago that, when they were talking about hiring practices and, you know, when I went through the police academy up at Case Western Reserve and stuff, we had CMHA officers. We had – there is a difference in hiring standards and who's willing to go to those departments and what their mindset is. Is it how do you – because I, I was told and heard talks of 
you can't take a product of the environment and then make them someone who polices it. Right. I think I agree with that. So Kevin, what, what do you think on that? Can you take a product well, of the yeah. environment and have them police that environment? Um, no, I think there's a lot of cases across the country where that has worked. I don't, I don't think that there's a, a de facto way to do it. I think that as long as you get competent people uh, who are earnest and honest and law-abiding themselves, that you could you could definitely take from the surrounding communities and have them police their own communities. But if, like we're all sort of indicating, that there was a bit of a frenzy to fill slots because, you know, the defund movement had a lot of people retiring early and all this kind of moving around, then, but yet, and so many left that you had a real dearth of law enforcement. You could have had a, you know, civil unrest throughout Memphis at any given point in time. Then you're in a hurry to get 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 bodies on street on the street, and a lot of the, uh, you know, standard protocols for onboarding police officers uh, may have been skipped. You know, um, well, learning and in that case, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say learning what I know now about. Jeez, oh, I don't want to mess this up again. You know what? She goes by CJ. <laughs> Knowing what I know now about CJ Davis, um, I could tell you this, that any law enforcement officer from around that area who could have laterally transferred over to Memphis will pass based on them hiring her. Because everybody can see what it was, right? There is absolutely no white male chief anywhere in the country who interfered with an investigation and was fired from their job that is going to be hired by Memphis PD. Everybody saw right. what this was, and you have lost every one of your good candidates who were going to come laterally, who were going to leave the smaller towns and want to maybe come work in Memphis. And make a difference. They're not going to come want to work for C.J. Davis. They know her story, and they know why she's yeah. where she is. Well, even black male chiefs, same boat. Black male chief would be in the same boat as a white male chief. Knowing he's going up against her, he's got no chance. Sure, sure. So anyway, Kevin, sorry. Go ahead, man. Yeah, so so right now we see where because there was such an emphasis on having, you know, gender be the primary overriding decision for hiring the next police chief in Memphis, perhaps, uh, and not just intense competence. I mean, Memphis is still amongst the highest uh, homicide and or crime rates in the country, why would you not ensure that the person that you're hiring is extremely competent? Instead, right. you're going to hire an also ran that was run out of our old city, fired, and put her in the, this role because you could say, hey, you know, we're so woke now, we can hire a female and she's leading our police force and it's we're going to be kinder, gentler, better, blah, blah, blah. Well, now we see where those policies get us, right? Uh, she comes in, she's 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 drinking water from a fire hose because she's trying to fill, figure out how to fill all these slots. She's probably cutting corners with the hiring and and, and, and site pro, uh, process, and she hires folks from the community. And a lot of these guys, you know, even if they didn't have a record, if they're just street boys, man, they've been around and and they like to just scrap and like to just you know chop it up and do what they do in the community, you still can end up with some real, real bad characters. Right? They're, they're, and, right. um, 
and, and so now you have this, and then you build a subculture around them with the Scorpion group internally that they feel like they're, hey, we're the elite group, we're invincible, we have certain you know protocols and authorities we can do that standard beat cops can't do because we're part of this special unit. And then who knows how that, you know, how that really plays out, right? And so it, it really is a terrible, you know, I really, really, really feel bad for, uh, you know, the guy who lost his life for Tyree Nichols. And I feel really horribly bad for his family. I mean, just imagine their grief. You know, kid, they're expecting him home for dinner and he doesn't come home. And then they find out he's in the hospital because he's been beat. And for days they thought, okay, he's just... You know, maybe he just got into an altercation. Then he dies, and then these videos come out. I mean, could you imagine the horror uh, for his family, his close family, his mom, dad, and, and, and family? This is this is just really, really heart wrenching for that family as well. And all people involved really need our prayers. And Memphis needs to heal. But the only way we're going to get around to a solid resolution to this and, and proper healing is to get to the real root cause of what the problems were and to really sincerely do something about it. And the problems were not racism and white supremacy. Well, that's, that's your, I mean, I, I could dismiss that one off top. That's now I think, I think you're wrong. I think you're wrong. And, <laughs> and here's why, here's why, because this illustrious organization, um, you may have heard of them called black lives matter. They came out and issued a statement. All right. And they said five police officers brutally beat Tyree to death. Although the media has spent a great amount of time drawing attention to the fact that the police officers are black, as, it is, as if that is important, let us be clear. All police represent the interest of capitalism and impel state-sanctioned violence. Systemic racism. Anyone who works within a system that uh, perpetuates state-sanctioned violence is complicit in upholding white supremacy. See, Now, keep in mind... That the people that are saying this all make money from racism. Yes. Right? They need this right. to be racist. Right. Absolutely. And there is a segment, a large... That, uh, the Obamas put out a press release yesterday and pointed oh, to Black they Lives did. Matter, put their website in their press release saying, hey, you know, we need to stand against, you know, and, and go to Black Lives Even though Black Lives Matter is, you know, apparently under fraud and malfeasance and all kinds of investigations in different states... They've uh, absconded with yeah. over a hundred. It's just some dollars. people. It's not the movement. It's just some people. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, yeah, the, right. not the movement. Racist. We were hijacked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. racist too. <laughs> right. <laughs> this, this is what they've been asking for black people to join the force for years out of the community. But now. Oh, East Cleveland's the same. Yeah. But now you're coming out saying oh, they do it every time. If. You're a racist if you join this group. You're a racist if you're a Republican. You're a racist if you... Or, oh, yeah. Where your Uncle Tom was. Or something we talked now. about that, right? Uncle Tom. Yeah. So now, now you're going to be a racist if you join the police force. So how many well, moral, value people, black men, would want to join the force now? After seeing these saying, oh, you're... You're especially, a especially those in those neighborhoods. Yes, they want to the join that. Why right? would they want to be a part of that? All if the people they called, grew up with yes. are saying, man... You're an Uncle Tom. Yeah, I never thought you yes. were like this. Yep. You know? No, you're you're right. And I, for the record, I am 100% on board with police departments reflecting the communities they serve, right? There is no doubt in my mind that a, a strong black kid from inner city New York is going to have a lot bigger impact on that neighborhood yes. than 
white Jim Larkin from suburbia, Ohio. Right. Especially right? if you know the people in the neighborhood. Because if they know how old man Joe act, you know, they can stop a lot of stuff before somebody that don't know old, old man, man Joe. Joe. Right. Yeah. Or, and that's just the way it is. But if you're going to demonize black men from going into the force, you're going to have... Who's gonna Who's gonna be there? Well, I mean, did you know any any guys from your neighborhood that became cops in the city, or was it too was that that was too hot to nah, touch back then? I don't know many back then. How old do you think he is? I'm just saying. I don't I, know you talk about cops. the '90s. You got a little bit of gray in your beard, there. Talk about the '90s, <laughs> the '90s and early. I mean, you 2000s. look good. I'm, I'm distinguished just, now. I'm, I'm distinguished. <laughs> he has children. <laughs> distinguished. Yeah. But yeah, I don't. I don't know any. Uh, no, from my neighborhood. I know this really? asshole that we went to school with that became a cop. Who? His name was Jim Larkin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen to everybody. Y'all cackling like a bunch of hens. You know it wasn't that funny. Just stop. No, Dan, Dan no. ain't going to kick you off this show. I no. might. <laughs> Come on. No, no. At first, you were, you were, you had the chest out. And yeah, you know, but that's different. That. That, that's a whole different thing. Every cop goes through that. Yeah, and then you first turned five it years, man. Yeah, first five years, and you're untouchable, bro. Yeah, untouchable. Well, I, I don't know. I, people would beg to differ. You went ten or fifteen as an asshole, and then you straightened out. Yeah, I mean, you have that. That you know, that's half the problem. With asshole cops. Wait a minute, are we talking about me again? I'm talking about <laughs> how did the show turn into this? I'm talking about Kevin. A- can I get some help here? I'm talking about asshole cops who I've been pulled over countless times. Not, I got away. I mean, they unticketed, whatever. No, I never got beat up. But I have been where they threw my license back in my lap, and I'm like, wait a minute, Treated man. You like shit. Yeah, and it's like, and you got to hurry up and calm back down before. Let me ask you this, Wayne. You're Tyree Nichols. Right, that's you. That's Dwayne Green in that car instead of Tyree. What do you think happens? Do you think it matters at that point how respectful you are? Or, I don't know if it mattered at that time. That's why it's or, almost or like, seemed personal. I don't remember who said it. If, if Kevin said it or if Warren said it, but or at that point is is the pack of dogs hunting? Is yep, there no yep. stopping it? But I don't know what you do in that situation. I was I I, I wouldn't run. But looking at, I think they still was going to, they were still going to beat them up a little bit, rough them up. So, but when you have, when you're fighting back now. Now they now they feel like they have just. Yes. Cause. Yeah. You, 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 you cause an issue. Now you just, just cause to do it. If you just lay there like Martin Luther King and then, you know, getting the hoses or whatever. Maybe. They were still, already, you're, you're they still were gonna already. You're like still going to get yeah. beat up. You're the still going to get flight. beat up. The fight but or flight. At least you can know, hey, those guys were the idiots in this point. You know, and he said, you might, if, hopefully you still live. Listen, you know? listen, but, we kicked a guy out of a party one time. We were in high school and he brought the whole city of Lorraine back to the party. And I was walking to my car and this whole sea of people walked toward me. And I didn't know how many of it was going to take to whip my ass, but I knew how many they were going to use, bro. <laughs> and I ran. Because <laughs> <Okay. laughs> right. my mama didn't raise no Yeah, that's a, different, right. <laughs> that's a different. That's what I'm saying. He got to that point where yeah. he was like, I, I have to, yeah, I got to get. But I just don't know, man, because... <laughs> In the norm, because now they created a situation where fear and hatred is already in the black community of the cops. But now this, if you keep saying just run, run, run. All right. Let me ask you this. You know me, right? You know a lot of cops and you know, we're pretty good guys. Yes. But when you get stopped at night by a white cop, does that thought still go through your mind? Um, and why is it because of the media? I don't have... When you know this, when I go to different 
towns. Like if I'm in like the the South for no unstrange reason, I get pulled over. It's like, oh man. But it, that thought, yeah. It, when I'm in a different town, Elyria, Lorraine, North Ridgeville, doesn't bother me. But when I get outside my element, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm out here in the boom. But what are you basing that on? Are nothing, you basing that on nothing. social media yes. and uh, or just, and the media? Just my own. Uh, stupid thoughts like man anything can happen out here in the boonies you know man, I'm not know. saying that so Kevin so you hear him he he's it's nothing other than what he's heard what he's seen how do we stop this right well I, I, I get that, I get that that we have to stop it top down in the police departments but how do we start reaching out to folks and say hey look the media is not right stop subscribing yeah, so- to the fear yeah, I think police have a real um, a heavy lift on this over time. Um, but I, I, I do think that um, as police officers engage with community, especially at schools, become more um, visible at schools, not to police the schoolyards, but as a goodwill gesture. Maybe you're helping with toy drives. Maybe you're helping with clothing. Maybe you're helping with something. Maybe you're partnering with a school district. Maybe you're partnering with a particular school. Maybe you're, you know, your kid, kids are inviting you in to do a show. I don't know. But police officers must be more present in a non-police situation. And, um, and then over time, that generation coming up that's been growing up now for the past, let's say, 10 years with the mindset that police are bad, over time, we can maybe begin to plateau and then curve down that that perception. Right now, it's a tough, It's a it, man, I tell you what, in certain communities across the country, uh, the police officer, uh, you know, the, the overall perception is, is not a is not a good one in certain communities and um you know i mean you know but he, here, here's the, here's the other side of it when those people those same people who don't have positive perceptions of the police when they go home and they have a spouse that's out of control or they mm-hmm. have a child that's gone missing or they have a situation in their home whatever it may be yes sir guess who they're calling yes sir. they're calling the police and so, I mean, it's it's this strange razor's edge kind right. of thing because they have this bad impression, but who are you going to call? That's who true. Call I mean, yeah. you, you get a lot of these people that are like, man, I ain't never calling the police. And, and then all of a sudden they start the, getting beat up. What Kevin was, is just saying, I'm right with you as you went half the way. Yes, put police officers in, in some non-policing function. But like I said, the years I spent in policing and my wife, 21 years as a middle school teacher, families still have a civic responsibility to teach compliance. Oh, you're talking Kevin's language right now. You're not walking away from a police officer when they're asked to talk to you. I just officiated a basketball game tonight and did a delay of game warning with a kid from Ravenna that sat there and wanted to think things were on his timeline. You talk to a guy here that, I mean, these kids need to, we need to be like Israel and have these kids go through military to, because the families and stuff bear responsibility as well. And so you know, that's where the stuff starts with. You know what? I'll get off. I'll, I'll get off this whole uh, Tyree Nichols thing for a second. I mean, you're speaking, you're speaking Kevin's language right here, right? I mean, Kevin, it, I, I think I'm right, believes very strongly Absolutely. in the black family. 
Oh, you go back yeah. to episode 48 when we had these two on, and, and we talked about that. Black family needs to be in place, right? Yeah. Family that, in general. That is the problem, man. You want to say right now that it's the police, that it's society, that it's the education system that's bringing you down. It's not. It's and that Jim, you don't point, know your father. A, and, Kim, and, and, and Kevin makes a huge point, and I think I told you this, Tim, that the city of Columbus and their division of police, they started a program where they're teaching young inner city youth how to tie Windsor knots for young males that don't have fathers. Or And that, I was like, how do we get that up here? How do we get nice. that where the police officers are teaching those young men how to tie and mentor to them and develop those relationships? You know what, man? You're onto something there, right? I don't remember you, us it's talking about That's that. The city of Columbus. Right. No, I, I don't remember us talking about that. But can you imagine having a police department now? That that talks to these kids, has these kids in, and teaches and them how to talk. We're talking about the male officers. We're talking about the male officers. Right, <laughs> right. Being that, a strong male know. influence, teach them how and to fix their bike. Him. Teach them how to how to go fishing. Right. I mean, mm. well, that's anybody. It's it's like when it used to be baseball coaches, you know, or whatever, or whatever coach, you know, they was in the community. Uh, you, you need. Do I need to see him? It's tough to bring them into your neighborhood and have them a like a police state. Sure. So, but if they're just there doing a community service, almost. But how? But well, I mean, I they, they got to be on the clock and they got to be dressed yeah, down. I don't they're know on the clock you, and they're dressed yeah, down. I don't know how much you go. Can you do it? Can you be on the clock dressed down? Well, you could, but I don't think you need to. I think <laughs> they need to see. I think they need to see police officers in uniform doing good. Doing good. I love seeing those videos yeah. where you see the, the 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 cops in the hood playing basketball with the kids and having a good time, and and some of them cops got moves and can play. <laughs> yeah, and they get automatic respect. Right. Well, yeah. Until there's a complaint, and then those guys end up getting in trouble because they're supposed to be working. I I, I see it time and time again. It's ridiculous. You would ruin it for me. <laughs> so, but Kevin, I want to touch on that. I mean, we touched on it in episode forty eight, but I want to touch on that. How important that that. And, and by all accounts, Tyree Nichols had a good family. His family appeared to, to, to love him. Um, they said that he was out taking pictures of the sunset. Now, that is corroborated by some of his social media where he had posts up saying that he is an aspiring photographer, that he loves wow. to be out in nature taking pictures. Um, maybe that's the case. I don't know. Everybody was going to college. Everybody was just about to turn their life around when they get killed by the police. So we'll have to see how that plays out. But... How important is this, is the family aspect of this to you, Kevin? Well, I think it is vitally important. If you look at the backgrounds of the five or six police officers now, mm, um, I didn't and whether they come from a home uh, that was maybe violent or what their background was, again, there's a lot of unknowns here because we, we don't know whether they went through any you know, psych testing. You know, or, whether well, Hold on, I'm going to stop you just real quick, just because I want to say that that is an amazing point, right? Everybody is going to dissect Tyree Nichols and say what his home life was. Oh, my God, he got arrested once for drinking too much. Oh, my God, Tyree Nichols got caught with marijuana. But who's going to look into the home life of these officers? Because I would like to know, now that you bring that up, I'd like to know if there was a father in the house. I would like to know if there was a father in the house beating the mother, beating the kids. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Go ahead. The bottom line is Tyree, from my perspective, from what I can tell, Tyree was, um, seemed to be a law abiding citizen. I didn't see anything that would, would, 
would confirm otherwise. So why are we looking at Tyree anyway at this point? Exactly. We look at the, exactly. the guys who did the violence. You know, the guys right. who did the violence are the uh, police officers. Who who would have who, what kind of a man? Uh, what kind of a human being would see the grotesque being exactly. of another human being and not say, "All right, guys, I think we got them. That's that's good. Let's just yeah. you know, let's go." Not stop it at all. They went all in, all of them. Yes. And what kind of a you must have come from some horrible uh, upbringing and and horrible street life or, or home life that would allow you to do that or to even see that to be in that environment and not raise a flag and say I think we may be stepping over here, guys. Come on, let's you know. He, he got our point, you know, I mean, <laughs> you know what? And that's, that's, and I appreciate you saying it like that, Kevin, that, Oh, I think he sees our point, but I'm telling you right now that me and Warren are on that scene and we're putting my size 12 boot right in somebody's chest. When we see him hitting somebody like that, I'm telling you right now, I would karate kid that, that, that cop right in the sternum and get him off of exactly. Tyree. There is, exactly. you know, and I can appreciate it when people say, ah, oh, look, well, he's had enough. It takes more than that. Right, you have to stop the dog pack at that point. And that's a great right. point. And, once and again, you pick the biggest like, guy. You pick the biggest guy punching him, just like as you walk into prison. Right, yeah. the first day in prison, you find the biggest guy and you lay him out. You send a message. <laughs> you you walked up to you walk up to that guy who should be playing center for the Chicago Bears and you kick him right in the chest and knock him off of that guy and everybody else going to listen. But also, yeah, when you're on the scene, the other cops know. That you, you had enough time and you're calling the shots. These all these guys all had two and a half years, three years in, you know, five years max, and they were just in that pack mentality. You're on the scene. No, that's you're fair. calling the shots. They know. That's they fair. know when Jim says enough, it's enough. But there's Listen, but there's I no mean, there's no order there. And my guys, I I am very clear that snitches don't get stitches with me. You overstep, man, and we got problems. You're no better than the guy we're arresting. Mm-hmm. Warren, right, go ahead. Jim, you have, to, you, you have to be fair about the fact that in, 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 you know, I was doing the job, and I encouraged those guys, and I would ask Kevin and Dwayne both, you know, have you done a ride-along? You know, to go out and do not excusing anything. However, coming up through the system and coming up through law enforcement, is it's difficult for a junior officer to go over and tell a senior officer, that's enough. No, it is. Okay, get it off. is. And I just it's career saw suicide. A TikTok video, right? I just saw a TikTok video uh, or somebody on something where it's body camera footage, and a female takes a supervisor who was crossing the line and on body camera and takes the guy's gun belt. Two officers, same department, to a supervisor and pulls him back, and he grabbed her by the throat. Yeah, and said, "Don't ever put your hands on me again." Now that right there, and it was two white officers is something that has to be addressed and that supervisor should absolutely be reprimanded Yep, because mm-hmm. he's right on body camera and it needs and see once again, which, and I know that uh, Kevin and Dwayne both can appreciate that the thin blue line and the stuff behind the scenes. Yeah. Stuff gets covered up. Supervision gets excused. They get kind of a pass here and there. And it's like, no, no, no. And that ought to be top to bottom where no, the, the good old boy network should not prevail. And that is prevalent in law enforcement. Okay, so let's we, we brought up due process in the beginning. Let's talk about uh, that so we can uh, close this out. My question is, out of the five, can all five people get charged with murder? Or do you think one gets 
uh, stuck with the murder and the rest get no. vehicular homicide. Man, when you're sitting there watching somebody get stomped to death and any reasonable and prudent officer should have stopped it, you're done. Yeah, they're accessory. complicit. No, they're complicit. Yeah, they're complicit. No, they're just as, yeah. No, all as well they should be. Okay. As well they should Absolutely. be. Okay. They Absolutely. all had a part in it. Because I, I any one of them could have stopped it at any time. I don't want it to see it escalate right. out of control if three out of the five get jail and one of them walks and then all of a sudden we're Well, back. who knows? We're back, we're I mean, that's to, court, though. That's we're, court, we're, yeah, right? We're, we're, so that's what court right. does. Court says, hey, whoever talks first, you're going to get the right. sweetheart deal. That's what court does. The system's broken. Mm-hmm. It is. I right. mean, the system needs to be fixed. We can only do what we can do, but the system is... it's. It's the best we well, have, but it's point, imperfect. Kevin, you're, exactly, you're exactly right. I hope the media, and I'm sure Kevin can, you know, speak to this more intelligently than I can, is I hope the media pays attention to the court case, and we do get into the officer's background, and we do get into it as deeply, as rightfully so, as Derek Chauvin in the Minnesota situation. Hopefully this gets the national spotlight with these officers the same way in the police culture, and that this cannot be something. But when you start to ask those questions, and you start to peel back the layers of the onion, you better be ready for the answers. And the chief bears responsibility as well. Listen, man, I've been ready. I've been ready for years. Peel back the whole onion, right? I Every time something like this happens, it hurts. Listen, Memphis is going to hurt North Ridgeville. Memphis is going to hurt Cuyahoga Falls. It's Every time something like this happens, it's a black eye on policing all over the country. It makes it harder for me. Now, listen, the the community that I serve, they stand by us. But we stop a lot of folks from Cleveland, right? We're dealing with a lot of folks from out of here, and it's going to make life harder on us because of Memphis. Just like Rodney King made life hard on cops everywhere. I think and, and that's and, and, and right, wrong, or indifferent. And I know, I know when Kevin talks about Marxism, and I know the deeper, you know, because I... I I am fascinated in love listening to Louis Farrakhan, who just talked about in some of his preachings, talking about we're killing each other. And none of us want to. I just saw him do a recent speaking on the Memphis situation, and nobody wants to talk about it, regardless well, of yeah. the race, regardless of the community. He's saying we bear responsibility ourselves with our own Absolutely. community. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing with Kevin, with every Black Lives Matter, that is what they're doing. Yeah. Every Black Lives Matter is saying, look, you're right, it does matter, but we bear responsibility and nobody's giving them play. Yeah, Kevin, who's called you to do an hour on this topic so far? Huh? <laughs> no one. Couple of you, white, couple you, of white dudes yeah. from Cleveland? Like, that's what I'm saying. They, you, they're not going to talk about it. You're not talking about it. Exactly. And you're no doing, you're doing the work, Kevin. No one else. You're doing the work, man. I mean, what you say is common sense. Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> well, see, all right, you got you got at least one. Can I get a signed copy? Can Warren get a signed copy? <laughs> oh, Kevin will give you a signed copy. Oh yeah, yeah. Dwayne can sign his copy and ship it to you. <laughs> hey, I just want to hang out with Dwayne. Nah, listen, Dwayne's a good dude. Dwayne's quiet. Dwayne's. We got to get Dwayne loosened up. We gave him a little bit of bourbon, but it's not working. I don't know. What do you need? <laughs> no, no, I'm good, man. It's just, I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's not conflict, you know. Here, I don't really have to say too much and agree. Yeah, with and you're, enough, but you're but, enjoying to get to nah, hear other people say yeah, the same yeah, things yeah. that you've been thinking and hearing this whole time. Yeah. When we had back when we had episode 48, it was a great conversation too. I, I suggest everyone go back to Spotify or wherever you listen to and check out episode 48. 
Yeah, for sure. And you know, man, we still got to get Kevin back on here because the the whole uh, Frederick Douglass thing is amazing to me. And I still, I, we said we we're going to have you on here and talk about it. Did you then, know they will cancel Frederick Douglass Black today? History Month starting tomorrow, guys. Oh, I mean, starting Wednesday. <laughs> all right, all right. In February. All right. Got some wonderful uh, Frederick Douglass and Marx. Hey, uh, a lot of people didn't know that Frederick Douglass and Karl Marx were contemporaries. Yeah. They were born the exact same yep. year yep. and went completely different directions. And I have a whole thing I do on that. But so we're going to send this black history conversation. Get me on in February. We're going to send this episode to Mike from Freedom Square. So he's going to listen to it. So, um, you know, there's they've got you. They've got us. There's a whole lot of folks that rely on Freedom Square here. Uh, I think Freedom Square should do us a solid. And I think they should probably get this one done quick so that we can get into Frederick Douglass. So we can go to the Freedom Square studio and do it there live. <laughs> what we need to do is get you, Kevin, into the Freedom Square studios with us for a good steak dinner, a little bit of bourbon. We get back to their studio and we do a show. What do you think? Absolutely. March. Uh, and I'll be and in Tech Cooler. <laughs> yep. We're pulling the we're I'll pulling the, the cold bears March, out of Icy Tech uh, coolers. You're going to be out there in March. And, uh, we can do it. We can do it. Uh, you know that that like the 23rd or something like that. Yeah. Oh, hmm. oh, looking at putting us on the spot. All right. I'm already checking the calendar, bud. Yeah. March, March 23rd. I'm down with that. And then we get Jeff Berman out there too. Berman from Tusk. Yeah, from Tusk. Tusk browser. That's a Thursday, March 23rd. All right. All right. We're going to talk about this. We're going to get this figured out. We're all going to get out there. We're going to bring Dwayne with us. <laughs> Dwayne doesn't have to drive. He can just sleep in the back and shit. <laughs> we don't we'll take him. care of We it. don't want him driving anyway. We don't want him driving. We don't need to be getting stopped by any state troopers on the way. <laughs> going through another state. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, man, Warren, uh, Kevin, man, we appreciate yes, you guys for sure. Uh, the perspectives have been fantastic. Warren, we're going to get you out out here for a uh, uh, for a show on on policing, just in general. I appreciate it, and, and, and truly, I mean, uh, thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Dwayne. I mean, just a great conversation. I hope to be a part of the answer. And listen, if there's something about teaching inner city youth how to tie, you know, Windsor knots, and you know, things for their their ties and future. I mean, I've always tried to live my life that way and whatever I can do to help. I'm there. Right on, man. Hey, what's going on with the Senate race? Are you, are you running yet? Did you, are you ready to announce something yeah. today? We already <laughs> announced it on have, your episode. I, guys, I have, I have fully embraced capitalism and I'm just gonna, I, I mean, maybe pedal some of Kevin's books and just look for marketing opportunities, but yeah, the politics is a little thankless down here in Cuyahoga Falls at the moment. So they are turning more and more blue as we speak. Listen, man, yeah. we're not talking about Cuyahoga Falls. We're talking about the United States of America, bro. Listen, That's right. I get it. Yeah. Well, yeah. you're, you're, I get it. All right. Well, you guys got to stick around right. for this toast real quick. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah. since this is a show about policing, Go ahead. <laughs> we do this toast uh, at the end of almost every episode, especially the ones that pertain to law enforcement. Warren will know this guy. Yep. To number 45, Josh McTarrion lost his life yes, sir. from a scumbag on a, on a routine traffic stop. 
And uh, and the wor- the world is uh, is is a lot worse off without them. Yep. And we had uh, Holly McTarian, his wife. We had her on here. Uh, Josh's whiskey of choice was <laughs> Old Granddad, which I wish I could talk to Josh for just thirty seconds. I wish I could bring him back here and be like, "Bro, listen, Old Granddad," because this is <laughs> we this gotta, is we hurting gotta, us. We got to shoot this every show, this bud. Is hurting us, yeah. yeah. I, I, Dan, I told I, I told you guys I worked with him, right? He was the first yeah. period with Chicago Falls before he went to Twinsburg. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. Especially, you know, yeah. And, and, and I tell you what, truth, truth well. be told, we, we don't get the opportunity to cheers him every episode, but on the episodes that pertain to uh, stuff like this, we will always cheers to him. Yep, so for sure. One so. more, if I can tell us, yep. uh, officer Dan Crabtree, okay. uh, Chicago Falls went back to desert, desert storm. And I remember on midnight and stuff uh, with Dan uh, and got killed in desert storm. But I was <laughs> like, dude, why do you want to go back, you know, reserves and go back to desert storm, but officer Dan Crabtree. All right. Uh, killed in desert storm. He, he probably drank stuff better than old granddad, but you know what? We'll take it. I think so. we split malt liquor, actually, now you say it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, anyway, man, hey, listen to Josh McTarian. All right, here's to Josh. Cheers. Uh, cheers to Josh. All right, Kevin, Warren, we appreciate y'all. Well, Thank I, you, I just want to say I appreciate you all so much. You guys uh, are really, really. Uh, you know, tell them we're doing the Lord's work. America. We're doing the Lord's work. Yeah, you you're can doing say the it. Lord's work and you're keeping <laughs> us safe. And you're, and uh, I just want to uh, thank you for your services and for everything that you guys do with the podcast and helping to get the word out. Warren, it's been a real pleasure, brother. So uh, God bless you. Be safe. And uh, we'll yes, talk. Uh, we'll talk hopefully next month, guys. All right. You got okay, it, sir. man. We're definitely going to be in touch. All right. Take All care. Right. Thank yeah. you, gentlemen. All right. Take care, guys. All right. Yep. Dude, I'll take that episode all day. Yeah, that's good stuff. Bro. And then Dwayne's just sitting here with his arms yeah. crossed. Like, he just came here, shit. He just came here to drink. Yeah. yeah dude, Dwayne came in and that's drank all our shit. Enough. He's not even talking. Is that enough? Fuck. Uh, dude. <laughs> okay, floor's yours, bud. Okay. What's, yeah. what's oh, the design? So we're going to mute ourselves. Go ahead. This is all done by design. By the leftists to usher in a federal police force throughout the United States. At Bernadine. Wow. <laughs> he put his... Cousin. Put it, no. Bernadine's his cousin. My aunt. Oh, aunt. 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 Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, his aunt. I keep inviting her. How many she's times? Not, she's not coming Dude, in. Dude, probably four oh or five times. God. Every time. She'll put some bullshit on there, and I'm like, hey, we'd love to talk to you about this on Pod Bless America. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. The 20 shots. Like, you don't need more than 20. I was like, so I'll just load in 19. Will that work for you? It's like, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. She's all over the place. She is all over the God place. God bless her. No, listen, I, I agree with you. I think it is by design, right? Um, it's hard for me to go down that road because I still, there's still a part of me that says nobody would really want to destroy this country, right? Yet. But. Uh, but the more and more it happens, it has to be on purpose, right? It's not, this is not by accident anymore. This yeah. isn't by ignorance anymore. This is, you're right. You I put mean, incompetent people in charge. You, you, you make policies. Then you blame stupid. You blame racism for your policy. Well, so that you the whole the Biden administration force. is nothing but people that don't belong there. They're all checked. They're all boxes you to check. Those, Health and oh energy resource. Oh Dude, what is God. that guy? Is that the guy that steals all the luggage? Yeah. Yes. I'm like, they sent him overseas and the Russians was making fun of us. <laughs> sending yeah. Out, sending out tweets. Look at this guy. He's got a bald head, looks like a dude, bright red lipstick, and a dress. <laughs> she, like, me, uh, squirrel. 
No. If we're going to talk about cops. Let's talk about Paul Pelosi well, no. answering the door with a drink oh, in his hand. <laughs> listen, though. Jesus. Listen, though. It all, it, it, again, it's top down. When you have an administration that's doing this, that's hiring boxes to check, that's what you get with your police yeah. departments, yeah. which is why they hire this CJ whatever. Whatever her name is. Yeah. yeah. She, she don't belong there. No, but she checked a couple boxes. She's probably going to get an eight. She's probably going to get an eight percent raise this year. You know what? We have to check to see if she's a lesbian. She Mm, checked three boxes. Three boxes. Yeah. Woo. (laughs) So, you know, uh, man, I'm still looking at the same article with all these these Democrats that came out. Uh, Florida, which is normally, you know, oh, well, I mean, I know they got Democrats here, but it's a free state still. But Florida Democratic Congressman Maxwell Frost posted, but then deleted too late. Once you post it, it's all over. Uh, doesn't matter what color these police officers are. The murder of Tyree Nichols is anti-black and the result of white supremacy. Oh, still. Come on. Why, why do they care so much? I, I, because that's what gets votes. And there isn't enough white but supremacy this, out there. Yeah, no, no, right, right. But this is my thing. I, as much death is going on in the black community, yeah. you pick and choose the black-on-black crime. I understand these are employees of the city or whatever there, so it, it makes a difference. But you never hear nothing from them. Black people are getting killed every day in the Memphis by black by, by black other folks. black people and Look not at a word. Chicago, not a word. Black folks killing black yes. folks. Nope. Well, do you do you have a problem with like black militants? Do you see any black militants or or black supremacists out where you live? Do you know any? Do you know one or two? I don't know. I. I want, let me, I see some people that claim, look. You got, Dwayne, you got Dwayne look, flustered, bro. They, they they claim to be, can you edit stuff out? Sure we can. <laughs> okay, they claim to be black militants, so they come off as extra black. And I'm pro black. Extra black. I'm pro black this Malcolm X type, but they're running around with white women. Mm. You know, so. Mm, I can't hate on him for hey, that. Though. Me either. I, hey, I got the receipts, you know. <laughs> I, I like white women myself, but I'm not coming off as But be about that yeah. life, right? Quit lying. Be about that life. It, Quit lying. Yeah, but, but if you remember our last Shit. episode, I oh said the majority God, of the people wife that is I know. Kill you. The majority of the people that I know are white, and I don't know a skinhead. I don't know. Right. I don't know a person. Look, that's and I've called, said that before, right? Yeah. I've been in law enforcement for 30 years. I don't know a racist cop. I know thousands of cops from schools from all over. I know thousands. I don't know one racist cop. That's what I was going to. Most of them, I tell people, they're assholes. If you run across one, they're treating white people the same way. Yeah, right. Because right. they're just assholes. Exactly. It's, it's but, got nothing to do with black yeah, or white. They're yeah. just dicks. Yeah, it just happened. You just happen to be their target that day. You know, Man. it is what it is. God damn, dude. Mm. Oh, God, I wish I could talk to Kendra right now. <laughs> let's call her let's get her on the phone <laughs> let's get her on the phone <laughs> uh, she'll tell you <laughs> oh i bet she would too you know what we're gonna have we're gonna have her with, on what's your problem with women <laughs> i don't have a problem with women today <laughs> you know what we're gonna invite Dwayne here we're gonna have Dwayne sitting there and then right before we go live she's gonna walk in and, my and she's gonna sit down <laughs> and we're gonna hear the true story <laughs> Shit, you still working for the uh, uh, for the home building? Yeah, yeah. yeah. How's that going? Yeah, not bad. It's a little slow right now. Hard yeah. to find good help. I'm sure my drywaller could use some drywall help. The hanger or the finisher? Finisher. Ha ha ha! 
How much you pay? No, I just got a real job. I don't no, need pension. Say, yeah, yeah, I hear you, man. Those uh, knuckleheads. What about uh, how's the uh, price of goods going? You know, I don't deal too much with that, but it, they came down. But other stuff goes up. Anything with oil in it, and what, which mm-hmm. is after everything is. Going I was just up, talking so. to a guy. Um, he works at eighty four lumber, and he says the prices come down. The lumber, yeah, but they're about to shut down two or three. Um, uh, two or three places in Canada that is going to drive the price right back up. Like they're used to their profits. So they're shutting down some mills in Canada where they're getting a lot of their lumber. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's true. I mean, this is what an inside guy told me. So I don't know, man, we got a lot more we could talk about. We got to get going. I mean, this has been a good episode, but uh, yeah, I mean, we've been away for a while yeah. and we'll, there's we'll, a lot that I want to talk about. We'll have them black. Don't worry about it. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. I'm sorry. Racist ass misogynist. Oh no, that's you. Yeah, that's me. I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, Dwayne's a racist misogynist. Uh, listen, yeah, man, you got to get back. Come on. When you get here, you're here. You're us. I get there. You yeah, got to yeah, jump yeah, in. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got to jump. You got jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us your best dad joke. Go. Did you put me on the spot? No. Oh, all right. No, no, all right. I you know what? Spot. Hold on. We'll give you a second. <laughs> me and Dan will talk amongst ourselves. I don't ourselves. have a second, man. Sorry, I can't help you. No, jokes, you man. you don't know a dad joke. Are you kidding me? I'm sure I do, but now that you put me on the spot, I can't think of them. Watch man. this. Go. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't have one. Oh, come on! You're a dirty whore. God damn it! What do you? Oh my God! You let me down. I did. I, I thought too. I was going to do it. Oh, I do it. You panicked. No, I mean, I, I don't know. My mother-in-law hit me with one, and I, I was try- like, "I'm using it," and then I forgot. Yeah, it. I'm trying to think of ones I sent to my daughter. I like, I can't even. Those are the best dad jokes. Come on! I bet you my oldest would have pulled one out of her ass. She always she gets me good ones no. all the time. Well, let's get out of here. Listen, I'm not going to use our outro. We need no, a new outro. outro. Yeah, I'm not. I'm well, not going to use. You can, it. you can find us on a couple different spots. Pretty soon, we'll tell you where that's going to be facebook for sure listen if you're listening to this at least go like our facebook page if you're not if you don't want to follow it don't follow it but at least like it right Uh, and and keep in mind that i got a message from somebody today that said that they had to go back and re-like it and my number really didn't change so it was facebook kind of crazy facebook removed people Mm -hmm. um the guy had said that you know basically he hadn't seen us, so he went and he searched us out. Yeah. It found out that he was no longer liking us. Why well, yeah. get your post three days late? It was that. It yeah, was, it was, always. Yeah, it I was, never, I never. It's it only three days yeah. late. Yeah. yeah. Do you know? Him? No. All right. And then, uh, like my sister said, that we're in her favorites, and even when we go live, she doesn't get a notification. Yeah, yeah. Three days later. That's it's it's because we're conservative. I mean, we know what it is, right? But yeah, the only way to beat this thing is for you guys to go and like our page. Um, uh, you know, it's at Pod Bless America on Facebook. Yep. When we when we when we do uh, finally roll out the YouTube, getting the the subscriptions and the shares and the likes and the views is going to help. We're on Twitter at Jim and Dan show. I'm going to put freedom square on the spot right now because they said they're going to get us a bomb ass intro and outro. So they got makeup artists for you guys. Damn. He's got jokes, bitch. (laughs) You might have to do some (laughs) bitch. You're the one we were going to go live and you're like, I don't want to be on video. I need some just for men. (laughs) That's right. Look at this guy. He was plucking them for a while and then they got (laughs) away from him. Who? You ain't no motherfucking owl. Yeah, I ain't plucking. You know why? I earned every one of these. (laughs) Every one, bro. You want to talk about distinguished? Yeah. Man, who the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah, look, now, see, now you're all out of control over just here. just assault all right. an African-American God, male. Yeah, we got to go. It's almost uh, I'm going to give you one more chance. No. You I don't have a joke? No. I'm sorry. People come to expect dad jokes. I let you down. You're no, you expect dad jokes. 
whatever. I got to go. All right. Do you have anything else? Have a good day. Dwayne, everybody. what do you got? Anything? Good Jesus. Night. Good night. Good night. Right. So, Sheriff Lamb, welcome. Thank you. I got to bring you two on as my hype men all the time. Oh, all yeah. you have to do is just go along. Just put your mask on. Just because I might not agree with it, that doesn't mean I lose my right to parent my kid. Leave, leave the jokes to me, Chief. This is what gets Jim fired up. It's not communism that's going to destroy this country. It's not socialism that's going to destroy this country. What's going to destroy this country is apathy. apathy. Don't count on anybody coming to save you. It is time to save ourselves. 